definitely talk about like you know what's going on with this whole pandemic how it's really you know disrupting uh you know the world right like you know the, the, the economy globally is like it's on lockdown you know and uh it's it's just going forward we're going to be a, a wildly different society when we come out of the other end of this right you know it's it's, it's interesting so i, I did add that so i mean we, you know we we'll talk about that. well that's my question i think i put that as one of the questions like are we going to be different I think so. I, I know so. Are we going to go back to, you know, that? Nah. Like, okay, like, you know, we nah. I mean, back. I mean, I mean, we, if you, maybe we go back to like obviously being more, you know, face to face and beyond the idea that people are going to probably shake hands less. I'm really talking about from like a, 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 you know, societal business engagement, like this idea of how more and more people has started using Zoom or mass uses of like video conferencing, that's now being added to everyday lives now, right? And even just everyday use cases for like business. So yeah, I think I think it's definitely gonna be some new things going forward, bro. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I look at it like, like I said in the chat, I look at it like, and we could dive into this when Rose hop on, but I look at it, oh, I think you might- I'm here, I'm here, I'm in the building. Rose, what's up, boy? It's good, man, how y'all doing? Dylan, just FYI, you know, uh, I think we are recording, got the record uh, badge on, as well as I'm doing a, you know, IG uh, live as well. Oh, dope. Um, but yeah, we, we could dive into everything, but real quick, I was just going to make a point that, like, like I said in the chat, it'd be interesting because, you know, without putting all my business out there, like, I can get a lot of my work done in, like, four or five hours, because... I'm more efficient, I'm hopping right out of bed, hopping right into work, and right. I'm more comfortable. Like, I could go to the, well, who knows what I'll be able to do in a week, but right now I could go to the store and, you know, chill, answer emails in between, drink coffee, eat lunch, like cook lunch, and I even have to worry about eating lunch, cook lunch. Right. And, and, then, and then it becomes a thing of like, yo, like, this is mad, like, I feel really relaxed while working, can I go back to the office and, 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 and go back to the norm, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I think going forward, man, I, I think businesses are going to adopt this whole, you know, work remotely thing for a lot of different reasons. And I know we jumped in topic, but uh, maybe I'll just kick off the show and we just jump right in, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 why don't we kick it over with that real quick? Would you rather would you rather work the normal nine to five and have the weekends off, or would you rather be able to work remotely, but people could kind of contact you, but you gotta be on call whenever? Um, like, which one would you choose, or which one would you rather go with? I mean, for what I do, I don't know if I ever. I guess I haven't worked a, a, a true, I guess, nine to five type scenario since the nineties. So, you know, as a creative, a lot of times you're just, you're working even when you're chilling because you're thinking about the problem you're trying to solve creatively or whatever, or if you're trying to just come up with design solutions, you're, you're, you're constantly solving problems. But I do like this idea of being flexible 
while being flexible with a job means that you can kind of don't have to be at a desk or in a building, a particular building at any given moment. It does come with a, a trade-off. Like you're gonna have to make yourself a lot more available um, via some type of you know Slack or text message or emails. So I, it is a trade-off. I guess for me, I kind of like the latter. Like I guess the, the nine to five approach to anything that's more of an industrial age mentality. So I think being that we're more information age slash virtual. Yeah, you kind of have to, you know, roll with what we have now, which is definitely kind of being available when things need to be done, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, for myself, I like the idea of, like, I don't really mind, like, working from home or just, like, working on the go. Um, I think we're super connected with everything that we do. So right. whether if it's Slack, whether if it's Teams, uh, whether if it's Skype, like, you can literally – look at Skype on your computer or Teams or Slack to see like a little green light to see if that person is near their computer, right? So, I mean, I like the idea of that. Uh, I think we're kind of like fortunate just in our grind and what we do from a day-to-day -day standpoint where, you know, we don't have to be in an office and we don't have to be anywhere. Like I was answering emails at midnight of like last night, right? Um, per what you were saying, AD, like I got getting all my thoughts out and the first thing I do when I get out the shower, like I go to my pad, um, my notes in my Apple device, and I'm writing down notes. And then, you know, I'm uh, sharing that with like whomever um, via email or Skype or whatever. So like, I like the idea of just being flexible as well. Yeah, yeah bro. You shouting out a lot of Apple stuff there. They paying us? They should. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's funny you say that, man. Like it was a big article about how you know, when this new e-learning slash virtual work abroad, whatever, it's like their products are being used the most in terms of like mm. learning perspective, right? Cause yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Because it's so integrated too. Yo, real quick, because because I know we record remotely, but I still got to keep, keep, we still got to keep the swag. Um, I forgot yeah. to say, yo, um, y'all introduce yourselves and then we, you know, we just jump right into the next joint. But um you know, this is your boy, Tony Stein, a.k.a. The Chef. We still cooking during a pandemic. Come get your <laughs> orders whenever you need it. All right? All right? Yo, this is your boy, A.D., by way of the cater straight from Grady, baby. You know what I mean? ATL all day here in New York on lockdown, repping my city that I once was a part of, but now I'm a part of NY, and I'm loving it. But, you know, lockdown is whatever. Once again, it's Easy Rosé, man. You know, just staying alive, bro. Doing what we can. Just doing what we can. Yo, man. I got to say, I like Rose's tags, man. My man always got the Milanas. Yo, get your paper. Stay out their way. Ain't no yeah, love man. talk. We're going to have to make some T-shirts out of those, man. Coming soon. That's an ad, oh, bro. Yeah. The, merch is coming. the merch is definitely coming. Yo, AD, I had to make some coffee before we potted because I was like, damn, yo, he's such a great host, man. He always had the coffee on deck when we had the crib, so I had to make <laughs> something this morning. Oh, I got but, my um, coffee right here, you know? But, um, but yo, but the thing we, we you know, we kind of started with kind of brings us to the first topic. Um, I remember Rosé shared this um, in the chat talking about China. So I guess you could take news coming out of China with a grain of salt nowadays based on all the stuff that's going on. Um, but, you know, there was an article in Ad Age, and according to Ad Age, a number of, um, I think it's just one, uh, BBH, uh, an ad agency in China, 
kind of started the flow of getting back to work. So, I mean, I think what we talked about uh, in the beginning of this is super relevant. I guess my next question would be like, uh, how has working remotely or from home affected you in your day to day, you know? And like, do you have any issues with like clients and people? Well, well, I work at, you know, I mean, I just jump in real quick. Um, you know, working at uh, Big Blue, you know, we call IBM Big Blue, that's the street name for it. But, you know, they've kind of already adopted the model of work remotely for like, I don't know, the last 20 plus years since, you know, laptops have been like those things that allow a lot of the consultants and, and designers and engineers to more or less be on-premise with their clients, right? So we're more or less already set up to kind of work remotely and be not at a physical spot. Um, which is funny because if you think about like having that culture already like in place at a, a company that has 300,000 people employed, uh, at any given moment, the CEO or our local regional leads, they can be like, well, if anything happens in case of like a natural disaster or an emergency or obviously now with this pandemic, they can easily send out an email or a Slack and say, hey, you guys work remotely and don't come into the office. Like we recently got a new email from our uh, regional uh, rep telling us that until things calm down, we can't even get into the buildings. They're like deactivating our badges, right? Oh, so we have no choice but to work remotely. But we already kind of set up to even do that in the first place, which leads me to the second point. Um, even before the government decides to even take like, a, um, I guess, steps to try to lock things down and lock down the bars and these places to hang out at, IBM, uh, two weeks prior to, you know, our crazy-ass president saying something um, or trying to do certain things about locking things down, however, he took measures to tell us to work remotely, you know, because especially the things that broke out in New Rochelle with those issues and up in Westchester, right. New Rochelle. Yeah, they were like, yeah, so globally, you guys going to just stay as at the house. And more than anything, he was already previous to a lot of stuff what was happening in China in the first place because well, we have offices over there, you know? So, yeah. yeah, we already kind of set up to just be, you know, I guess forward deployed like that. It's almost military, uh, I think, you know? What about you, Rose? Yeah, man, for sure. Like, it's been pretty cool, like, you know, just working from home and, that, like, the idea of that. Um, the only thing I'm missing is my second screen. I should have took my monitor home. Uh, <laughs> yo, I saw, yo, honestly, yo, real quick, I saw people because um, I would say this is the first full week of working remotely. Monday, they allowed us to go back into the office, and I did see some people coming in, uh, taking monitors home. I thought of Shadow, and I was like, damn, this would have been the perfect time to grab a monitor from the office, and nobody, <laughs> and nobody gonna say nothing to you. Right. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, yeah. especially us, too. Like, so I work in media, and then, you know, on the agency side, and we get, like, all types of lunch and learn meetings, so we usually get stadium, and then for people that have known the stadium, stadium is a site where you can order like food from like a selection of restaurants and when you when you click the button to order your food like no matter where people are ordering from um they'll come and collect everyone's food and make sure like it's on time yeah and that's mad right fancy right yeah yeah so it's like bougie shit and like so the stadium bags that we have are like huge like we we have them all over the office i i would definitely um i should have definitely grabbed one of those bags to um take my mind at home but anyway um but not like we don't want no issues when this is all over you know what i'm saying exactly. <laughs> nah for sure but like you know i mean it's been cool and just the business model 
um, you know, we're prepared to work from home probably for the next month or so, right? Like that's a reality. Yeah. Um, we don't need to really be in office. And I do think just going back to BBH, um, the Asian uh, advertising uh, company, uh, I feel like, you, you know, the reality is I feel like they're kind of like informing what's next to come for us. Like when we do eventually, or if we ever eventually get back to work, and some of the precautions that they're taking is they're allowing people to come in at 10.30 a.m. and leave at 4.30 just because of uh, the amount of people that's actually traveling, right? So, you right. know, the reality is it's probably less people will travel later in the morning and people travel, less people traveling, like, earlier in the evening. And then also, too, they're taking, like, temperature checks with people when they're actually coming into the building. So, you know, if you have, if you have like, a running fever, they won't let you into the building. Um, you know, that could actually spill over to what we're doing here in America. And I also think that they're still taking that precaution of having um, client calls by way of Skype or by way, or just virtual. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, again, like, I think that that model might inform just, like, the rest of the world just because, like, they dealt with it first. Right. And, you know, now they're actually getting back to work now that the virus has kind of, like, died there. Mm. Yeah, it's funny you say that, Rose. Um, it's, uh, you know, they basically... The company um, suspended all our, you know, uh, non, you know, I guess required travel, like internal uh, business travel. They suspended that, and you know, if we just need to just get with our clients, uh, then that's about the only time when we're like allowed to jump on a plane. But I think even that now has been kind of peeled back because a Yo, lot of clients are no longer, yeah. you know, in the office. So yeah, it's it's interesting how we are like doing this thing called pivoting. Like that's the new word for a lot of people now from like big businesses down to the small guys that everybody has to pivot to be more virtual you know so yo you brought up a good point it's crazy when you say that um that email about business travel i yeah. feel like all the ceos in the world had a meeting because this like literally the same exact language you're saying is the same exact language they were saying at my job in terms of like business traveling you can only do this and blah 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 well this was like two weeks ago and then they just straight up shut it down. Um, but now nah, it's just crazy how aligned all the businesses are. And I was just going to jump in. I think from, from, for me, from a production standpoint, it's been pretty tough, honestly. Like I think the idea phase of coming up with stuff has been kind of fun. Cause it's, cause we're, you know, we're getting new and interesting ideas of how to produce something remotely, a lot of animation and CGI work is being um, thought of and presented because uh, a right. lot of uh, vendors, you know, they're, they're set up to work remote also. Like um, any productions that were shot and filmed before this whole thing happened are kind of still going on. But I think for me, the hardest part is um, because you can't um, congregate in, in groups of 10, any of you that have been on productions know that if you're shooting something, you got at least 30 people yeah yeah or on a small shoot you probably got at least 20 you know you could probably have like 10 people like they say but it just becomes something that you know a lot um one thing you guys um they just um told us about is insurance wise from a production standpoint um uh this whole COVID 19 thing is not covered by insurance so Damn, really? before you go on a shoot or shoot anything before you do anything production wise you have to get sign off from well, at least with my company, you got to get signed off from the COO 
Um, then you have to get the client to sign this document. Then you have to get talent in a production company to sign it. Basically saying like, yo, like basically for the people out there, it says, if you get sick on this production, you are choosing to get, you are choosing to go on this production yeah. on your own accord. And if you get sick, like we can't help you. Like we're not oh, yeah, going mean, to insurance not gonna companies, yeah. insurance companies, they always going to be risk adverse, right? Exactly. So, if it's not, not in any cost, any initially, then it doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Yeah, man. But I, I just think too, like a lot of these companies, it's like, you know, what side of history do you want to be on, right? Do you want to be on the right side of history or the wrong side of history? And I think we're just taking all these precautions. Um, you know, yeah. just like companies want to be on the right side of history, like real quick. So my agency, like, you know, I work on the agency side, but my client is a financial client and you know, we've been, I've been having emails, bro. It's crazy. Like trying to make sure like I'm stopping media. I have to actualize spin. I have to see how much spin is remaining. And mm -hmm. it's just due to the reality that, you know, we have to pull media ads now due to reality that, you know, a lot of companies don't want to be on the wrong side of history. So mm -hmm. like, if you know, people are going through this, people are getting laid off, people Right. Like having a hard time it's like well why would you want to be sending them why would you want to sell them right or have them sign up for like a credit card or any kind of like right. product so you know i think it's, it's just that conversation of like hey it's like let's take some have empathy. Yeah. so so i'm yo rose that's why you 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 gotta be my my d wade or pippin in this pod because you always set me up for the dunk um <laughs> but like i'm glad you brought that up um i'm gonna kind of skip through the topics a little bit but that kind of brought me to, um, I want to say, where is it? Wait, real quick. I'd rather be Pippin than D-Wade right about now. But I feel you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, you, 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 you the Pippin, you know what I'm saying? So um, good, man. AD, I, I give you Jordan, you know. I, I, I'll be, uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, you LeBron now, okay. You nah, Rodman? Nah. Yeah, Rodman? I'll be Rodman, you know. Elbowing <laughs> people, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yo, okay. Rodman was future forward, though, bro. Like, yeah, Rodman he was. influenced all, like, a lot of stuff. We're not going to get into that, though. Actually, that, you know what? That's a good topic for when we get the Chicago Cats on in. But I would love to talk about Rodman from a marketing perspective. Oh, yeah. But, that's another part, though. But, right? um, but, but, nah, Rose, you brought me to a good point. Um, if you look on that uh, doc, or look at number five, um, I've been noticing a lot of stuff on Twitter. I've been on tweeting a lot uh, about stuff that like tone deaf um, kind of marketing around this whole COVID-19 and mark and, and stuff that's been like helping and uplifting people. So like, like you were saying in terms of being on the right or the wrong side of things, excuse me, uh, tone deaf, for example, I only got one example here, but uh, tone deaf would be um, if you guys saw there was a, celebrity montage video of a bunch of celebrities singing a john john lennon song oh, yeah. um, and like if you just look at the response it's just like it's just it's just backfiring like a lot of people feel and also I've, I've noticed this with other um celebrities who are posting about like stay home and then they show their home and a lot of people are saying like hey like it's easy for you to say stay home and and to sing to camera and to act like everything's gonna be okay when you have millions of dollars <laughs> but like like what are you doing what how's that helping the normal folk and i think you had you you know you brought the huge point it's like for i've been hearing from different people not from my <laughs> company but i've been hearing about a lot of people trying to capitalize on um 
people on TikTok, you know, on, on a lot of people on TikTok and a lot of um, people working from home and they're like, all right, so how do we capitalize on hey, bro. things? Yep. Let's be very clear. I mean, Rose said it, hey man, in the day, capitalism does not have a moral code. That and if Talk you think about, about well, and what's going on right now with everything in the world, when you have natural disasters, pandemics, or any kind of outbreaks, or any kind of like downtrod of society, there are gonna be people and companies who are going to capitalize on it. It's just the natural way of things, right? I guess the bigger question is, how does you know one um, more or less use this to do for good? And is it tone deaf, right? Because anybody can probably say that, you know, anybody capitalizing off things right now uh, could be potential tone deaf. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, if you're a person who normally go out and make money, you know, interacting with people or providing a service to your clients or a product or whatever, at the end of the day, we live in a society that, hey, you're measured by what you bring in. And yeah. do you knock a person for trying to feed their family or just trying to provide what the current lifestyle they have or just, you know, taking advantage of what capitalism has always done, right? Well, I mean... Yeah. So, so, so that's a great point. So, tone deaf celebrities singing the camera, not tone deaf. For example, Zion helping. Um, I thought that's cool. People in New Orleans, Mark Cuban yeah. paying um, uh, people's salary until the end of March. Uh, people who work at um, I don't know the name of the stadium where the Mavericks play, but nobody cares. American Airlines, American Airlines Arena. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then also another great example that Rose brought up, and my fault, I think I cut you off, uh, uh, but I just wanted to say, like Ford, uh, uh, Ford Motor Company pulling all their vehicle ads and replacing yeah. them with Corona response ads, you know? Yeah, so, so I, I think also, too, like what happens now is from a capitalistic uh, standpoint, um, you know, we're, we're in a weird place now, right? So now we just pivot the conversation, right? So like versus you, you are trying to make people like aware, like you're, you're practicing awareness, um, whether it be products or whatever. Now it's kind of pivot to like uh, perception and favorability, right? So it's like, you know, if, all right, now I'm not trying to push this product to this person. All right, that's, that's over with. That's just bad taste. With yeah, yeah. Death. But now it's like, all right, well, damn, how can I still be, uh, in the mix, still be in the conversation and just kind of pivot on my approach. So then what do you do? Um, I know from my vantage point, like we pulled our ads and then um, on my account that I work on and we're trying to promote um, another initiative where it's like people are donating to kids who might not have like food, right? So right. so, so it's, a, it's a campaign. It's like, all right, hey, you know, there's kids because they're not in school right now, like they're missing out on like lunches because they probably can't afford their parents probably can't afford for them to have lunches. Like, no, we're going to have do this donation drive and people are going to go online and hit a button to donate to kids. Um, That's dope. Actually having like nourishment, actually having food. And then whatever that amount comes up, comes up to with, from the people will double that amount. So like, it's still, like we still look good like although so when things do come back to like the real capitalistic product promotion um kind of a uh conversation 
you know, we're me and my brand, we're still in that conversation. And people remember that, hey, I donated something. So, I mean, it's about favorability right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a real thing. So, Rosa, how are you guys producing those ads now, right? So, I know you guys already had things in the can that was already created and produced and it was ready to go. I guess two-part question is, how are you guys producing the new work? Are you guys using, like, stock footage or do you guys got like, a skeleton crew who can actually you know, more or less turn this around in like an agile manner. And with the old stuff, depending on how long this lockdown happens, will these current ads that are not being ran be even relevant when you come back out on the other end of this? So that's a really good question. Um, so actually this campaign um, that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. we're feeding, uh, well, we're promoting, like, you know, donating to kids who don't have food, um, this is actually a campaign that already existed like last year and the year before. So we're just yeah. essentially repurposing that creative, um, oh. just doing a couple tweaks to it, but it's, it's something that they're going to put more dollars behind um, to kind of support it. Um, with regards to the creative that pause, um, see that's that right there. I think it depends on when, you know, we come down, like when, when the pandemic kind of subsides, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how long it takes because like we we have approval to run the media through throughout the end of the year so we yeah. might turn that back on and let's say if we're back in market by like may or june um if not then i i'm sure the creative team this conversation is having on their end on like how they're looking to move forward and producing these, these kind of ads but um yeah that's just kind of been the approach I, I think that we'll go back live with whatever the creative we pause though well it's funny from my from my end because i kind of be going in between like you know product design digital product design it is and even some type of like uh campaign i don't even call it campaignable strategy but it's more like brand strategy um yeah a lot of our clients um we don't necessarily produce campaigns but we do produce what they call digital experiences for these guys um that said some of these experiences of enterprise led which means that um at some point i think these products and projects that was kind of already you know, in flight are still going to get produced. It's just depending on if the clients still want to move forward with putting these products out, right? Because the world has kind of changed. So in the case of like, I don't know, like a blockchain approach or even like some type of um, digital transformation of like, you know, business X, Y, Z, all that now is going to be contingent on like if the business wants to even pursue transforming that part of the business anymore, right? So I do feel like us producing uh, client work, uh, it may change, but from our perspective, we was already kind of working remotely anyway. So it may not change exactly how we work. It more or less going to change what we produce for our client going forward uh, overall. And I, I even think with Big Blue and even like a lot of the other tech consultancies, I think a lot of these guys are going to more or less start pushing their talents or using the talents to maybe proactively help our government or other pharmaceutical companies better combat future pandemics, you know? So I think it's going to change a lot, you know? I mean, yeah, you bring up a good point because I know, like, I didn't work on this, but I know um, one of our clients did, like, a March Madness ad. And, like, now they're trying to um, do some visual effects and some post work to make it look more like a regular, you know, any kind of game because it's, like, by the time this is done, it's obviously not, well, March is almost over. It's obviously going to be um, irrelevant and over. And it's kind of like, all right, well, but I think, I think, um, 
I think this will be an interesting time, honestly. I think after we kind of get through this, it'll be an interesting time for creative because, you know, there'll be a lot of stuff. Um, there'll be a lot of, there'll be a need for a lot of new stuff, I would hope. You know, hopefully budgets don't get cut because of, you know, businesses and the stock market um, kind of plummeting a little bit. But I hope that, like, companies kind of keep their marketing budgets up and it's like, all right, well, we had this low of ads that we've been rerunning so it's like what do we do now like we want to see something brand new we want to see something hot um and i'm looking forward to seeing what apple does because i'm sure they'll do something with facetime and i would love to see what nike does um you know kind of uh goat companies like that but what about some of these agencies that are not necessarily media or creative oriented what about the experiential agencies right because there's a lot of those guys that's yeah. a, that's a, a really good point. Money. That's true. Oh. Cause, I, cause, cause someone, someone in my office mentioned an experiential idea that got obviously got killed cause it was the whole basis of it was touching. So it's just like, how do you rethink? I don't know. I think, I think it becomes, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people are going to lose money, but I think it becomes a good, a good, depending on how you look at it, it becomes a good challenge. Cause it's like, okay, something that we need people to come in and touch and interact. And obviously, as this thing kind of cools now, people aren't going to want to do that. Yeah, like maybe um, experiential is just redefined and we kind of push more towards VR um, experiences, right? Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. like, you know, That's, just having that, that goes back to a tech company again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting time. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think advertising, man, you know, Shadow had a good point. You know, me and him kind of talked like separately from the, the, the chat yesterday, just on the phone. And um, he had a good point that, um, you know, and he even said in the, the chat yesterday that advertising is, um, you know, it's an industry that's, you know, I forgot his exact words, but he was saying basically when people are not buying something and, you know, a lot of times that the first thing get cut are ad budgets, right? So I, I just do believe that with this now that, you know, Bank of America has announced that we are officially in a recession, um, oh, I really? do believe oh, that a lot, yeah, they announced it. It's, it's real. You know, it, it makes sense. You know, when when an uh, economy bit gets put on hold like this, this is definitely a recession. You can call it a depression. I you want to dice it. But he did mention that um, a lot of agencies may start letting people go because, you know, if you can't go out and produce the work and if clients are uh, definitely changing media advice and if they have to be more experiential and start bringing things in-house, yeah, a lot of agencies are definitely going to uh, more or less feel, you know, the bite of this. It's almost kind of, in, you know, feeling like 9-11 when it happened. I remember working uh, in the creative field back in 9-11, and when that happened, it took almost two years for people to kind of get back on their feet, man. There yeah. was a lot of creatives and a lot of people from the advertising world that just was had to do little small jobs. Hell, I worked at a coffee shop for two years until you know, that, that kind of blew over and got back into the industry, right? But yeah, I think you're gonna have more or less the same type of thing, man, you know? Yeah, that's a, that, that's a really interesting point too, because like, as you think about it, right? You have all these ad agencies who operate, even like, think about right now, they have all these ad agencies that operate out of buildings. Like, bro, yeah. the rent, rent still has to be paid. Has There's to be no paid. one operating within these buildings. So like, all right, do I change my business model? Like, what is the business model? How does it look? Um, how am I predicting the future? Like, cause now it's like all future forward things now. It's like, what does my business look like in six months? Can I afford to, you know, 
even be in this predicament, this situation, and it's like, hey, like, you know, the billing, some, you know, some clients are pulling back. Like, th you know, there's still agencies that are operating off of um, commission models, right? Yeah. So you, you only get paid off the media that you're actually spending. So then right. what happens with that? Like, it's not, you know, so, I mean, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, man, I think you guys... Um, one thing, AD, if you don't mind diving into, I do want to um, ask if you could talk a little bit more about how you pivoted from, you know, losing a job around 9-11, working at a coffee shop, and then like getting back into the workforce, because I think um, that's mm. super important, uh, if you don't mind talking about it a little bit, oh, no, uh, for anybody mind. listening, you know, because like, there might be some people out there where they get hit hard and it's like shit like i gotta now nah, i gotta hustle um no i don't mind know, at all it might be inspirational you know yeah i mean look um you know back in i guess it's weird because it's 2020 and 2001 feel like it was a long time ago but technically it was it was almost 20 years ago um i was yeah, 11 that's why you know back then man um even though i had to work at starbucks for almost two years i never stopped doing my craft, right? I never, even somebody was like, well, you work at Starbucks. I'm like, no, I work here, but I'm a designer. Like, I, I'm a creative school for this. This is what I was meant for prior to this, you know, prior to 9-11, I basically was, had a thriving career at a dot-com and even at the, you know, Yellow Pages, right? So I never lost sight of being a designer. So I, I stayed online, you know, looking at things, even in 2001, um, I was still paying like, you know, mad amount of money to get dsl back then so i could stay up on my skills and check out the latest thing with you know at the time how to do things in flash and i tried to freelance a lot right uh and i reached out to my network of people when i lived in atlanta who who had um you know agencies who still needed small work to get done so while i was pouring coffee you know part-time um at starbucks i would get off there or before I go to Starbucks, I would go and do freelance gigs, right? I worked at like, you know, Tim agencies at the time was Ron Stott. Um, I also reached out to some of my friends who had uh, marketing and design firms. And, you know, I just kind of stayed connected with groups of people who were still in the industry. So I, I think, you know, the idea that, you know, you have to reach out to your network, that may sound old and cliche, but it still worked even then. And I think it even more so now. And mind you, you know, I was doing all that without so, social media wasn't even around, right? So I'm basically having to call people and send emails, uh, and hopefully that people would check the emails uh, to actually just see what was out there, you know? So, um, yeah, I just stayed consistent, man. I stayed, um, you know, just really on my grind. And uh, also, as I went and did new gigs with different uh, places I worked at, I tried to build a rapport with people because. You know, the first thing you want people to remember, like, oh, that guy did a good job. He's dope. Uh, he's he get the work done. He he didn't say no. Uh, one of my old mentors even told me, like, if you didn't know anything, never tell anybody you don't know shit. Like, tell them, like, hey, I figure it out, and then you go get a book, and then you figure it out. So it's just basically having, you know, just survival skills, bro, and just understanding that at the end of the day, if I don't get out of here and make it. I won't eat, right? And that was 2001 through 2003. So I think that still applies to now, man. You have to figure out how to pivot. 
uh, and with the tools we have with social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, we, you basically gotta use the tools at your disposal to figure out how to stay connected, right? Uh, I mean, look what's going on right now with this, um, everybody having to do things virtually. Everything from Zoom to Google Hangouts to uh, WebEx to even Skype, like have boomed in terms of everybody using these tools to stay connected, right? So I think that's the biggest thing that anybody who's freelancing or not, or who get laid off is that you just gotta learn how to pivot and you gotta rely on your network and you just can't sit on your hands. And you don't have to in today's world. You can literally push a button and be connected to a million plus people or whatever, you know? Thousands of people or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, just to add to that too, I, th I think, I think, not even to add to that, that was perfect, man. I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, nah, but I appreciate that, bro, because like, uh, I think, I think for, for me, I, I I think I'm also worried. I think a lot of people out there worried about what's gonna what's gonna happen, what's gonna what's gonna come out of this. Because also, with you know 9/11 and you know the last recession, like you said, once once company stock go down, you know, usually the a lot of people out there, if you don't work in marketing, the first thing that gets cut from most companies is their marketing budget because they have to balance out they have to balance out the books, and it's like right. and it's like all right, well we don't what do we what products are we making that we need to promote. Well, it's cheaper if we just use these old ads that we had and just repurpose them and just pay talent fees or whatever the case may be. So that's usually what happens. You know, they don't want to produce anything new. And then, the, and then the, there's also some, the, you know, the silver lining to that where there's some companies where they, their budgets don't get harmed. They're like, all right, we want to be the first one to come out with some new stuff. And, you know, you just got to be ready. Stay ready. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, if people, if there's a company out there or a group of people who can produce really cool memes or Insta story type um, creative with strategy leading that, I think they'd kill it. Mm. Think about it, right? Because that's true. I mean, I mean, that's like, that's really cheap creative that you can get done within like hours. Uh, the media buy is basically somebody running like a channel for a brand and you know, boosting a post or whatever. And you basically just getting quick learnings as you post things in these channels like that. So I think, you know, I'm sure agencies are gonna adapt that, that same type of method just to keep themselves agile and relevant with a client. But I think anybody who can produce like snackable content in Instagram right now, or any kind of social channel like TikTok or Twitch or whatever, they're gonna win. They're gonna win, because it doesn't take anything to produce that stuff. Right. And you don't need a lot of bodies too. Quick question. Yeah. Quick question. As we're talking about this, like I and I thought about this the other day. So A D, like I heard you talk about a lot. Um, I heard you talk a lot of, about like, you know, two thousand one and how like the world was different and like how you've been integrated with kind of like the dot com world. Um, we, where we really wasn't where we were, where we are now rather, um in, in a digital space. How do you think that maybe like in nineteen ninety seven, ninety six when print was still doing its thing, when television was king, um, how do you think that people would have uh, dealt with this pandemic that we're going through now? Like, just just any mm. thoughts on that? Yeah, I think more and more people would be highly tuned into local news and just the television. Um, I mean, think about when 9-11 happened, man. Like, all the advertising went flat. Like, it took all the ads off TV, and it was just 24-7 news, like CNN, right? Um, and with print, um, 
print just works in a different piece like that. It's, it's print you have to really plan to talk about. Oh, 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 oh,